NPR. This is the indicator from Planet Money. I'm Waylon Wong, and I'm Darian Woods. And today we are talking all things tech. So, Waylon, what has caught your eye this week? Well, I did a double take at this headline I saw okay. that said that. Tesla workers are trying to unionize. There are workers in New York State that are launching a campaign to form a union. I wonder how Elon Musk will feel about that. Elon Musk, noted advocate of worker rights. Yes, full <laughs> solidarity. I'm sure.、Uh, what have you seen, Darian? Well, the ruler of Dubai made an announcement about flying taxis. It looks pretty cool. Like, I mean, like Blade Runner, maybe. Or maybe Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. The original flying car. The future is finally here. But the big trend that I want to talk about in technology today is actually artificial intelligence and how companies are investing billions of dollars in a race for chatbot and search dominance. Ooh, sounds like an arms race. Today on the show, the quest for AI search supremacy. We see how the battle is playing out, and we judge a head-to-head -head test involving mathematics, literature, and love. Waylon, you probably heard about Google's chatbot travails last week. Yes, they had this pretty lackluster announcement about their new chatbot, right? And then it sent their share price tumbling. Yes, Google announced its soon-to-be-released chatbot Bard, and it got a question wrong, so billions of dollars were lost.、And、Ouch! Also, Microsoft had a more impressive announcement with integrating ChatGPT into its search engine Bing, and. This is probably one of the most high-profile public demonstrations of this battle, which has actually been going on beneath the surface for the last several years. It's this battle for AI dominance. We're at this moment of time, which is equivalent to like 25 years ago, before Google became the default search engine for basically everybody. Remember when it used to be like Alta Vista and Ask Jeeves? We had so、I、many、do. choices. It was the wild west of the internet. <laughs> I spoke to a guy at the Economist newspaper, Arjun Rabani. He's been following AI research, and he says that you can roughly think about the AI chatbot race in two camps: a Google camp, it's got a sister company on AI, it's also got startups that it's allied with, and a Microsoft camp, which has invested in OpenAI, who does ChatGPT. And you have this kind of stage set for a battle over the future of search between these two different alliances, which is really interesting. Basically, to train an AI model, you need a massive amount of computing power, massive amount of data, and a massive amount of training. And the training means things like paying real people to tag responses as useful or not useful, or a response as offensive or benign. That sounds incredibly expensive. Like it's hard to imagine a university being able to pay for something like that. The thing is, academic labs, you know, frankly, are just under-resourced relative to these corporations、uh, who can plow all their profits from things like Google Search、um, into research and development. So, in Google's case, it spent nearly forty billion dollars on research and development in just the last year. A big chunk of that is related to AI. And just for perspective, Harvard's entire endowment is only about fifty billion dollars. When you put it like that, it's like how do the academics stand a chance? And it is worth mentioning that academic researchers did make a lot of the breakthroughs that make AI possible.、Uh, Stanford University is competitive in this area too, but it is really notable that unlike a lot of other areas of science and technology, you have private companies making a lot of the fundamental discoveries. Is this kind of a throwback to you know like post-war company research coming out of places like Bell Labs and Hewlett Packard? 
Yeah, it is kind of like a throwback to when we had corporate research labs, like the ones you're talking about, that actually made a lot of innovations back in the day. And then, like now with AI, it's because a lot of those discoveries are easily turned into cash. There's this really rapid pipeline from, you know, research advances to product improvements. So if you look at, like, the news feed on, on Facebook or if you look at, you know, PageRank on Google or, you know, even how Amazon lists products for e-commerce, all of these things are what are called recommender systems. Yeah, AI has been really useful for recommending stuff, you know, products, news stories, videos. But it seems like with chatbots, AI is getting to this whole new level of sophistication. And do you have a sense of kind of the state of play, which companies are doing better than others? So one measure is AI research papers. Uh, On that front, Google seems to be in the lead there with around 3,000 research papers in 2022 alone. But another way to see who's winning is to put the chatbots head to head. So ChatGPT is public. It's out there. It's part Mm -hmm. of the Microsoft Alliance, the Microsoft camp. And Google has announced but not released its chatbot, Bard. Arjun got his hands on it, and he put them to the test. Oh, I'm dying to know what he, what kind of test he did, like what he asked them to do. One of the questions was like, find the number of ordered pairs of prime numbers that sum to 60. What? Okay, that's not what I was expecting. <laughs> the first round was a mathematics test. So ChatGPT got 3 out of 10, and Bard got 5 out of 10. To be clear, these aren't just like 3 plus 3 equals 6. These are like a train leaves the station at 60 miles per hour and the other one arrives at 30 miles per hour. When are they going to meet? Those, you know, those word questions that we all hated in high school. Yeah, no, those are really hard. Well, I, I'm glad you clarified because when I heard they only got yeah. 3 out of 10, I'm like, I could do better than that. Put yeah, me exactly. up against this robot. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Next up was a reading comprehension test plucked straight from SAT exams. Round two on reading, it was nine for ChatGPT and seven for Bard. So, I, uh, you know, you got to give a point to, to ChatGPT there. Okay, one, one. So, Waylon, wait till you hear what they did to break the tie. Okay. And then to break the tie, we, we uh, asked for dating advice. Some dating advice. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Really getting into those soft skills. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Arjun had matched with the woman on the dating app Hinge. And they'd already messaged a bit, but they hadn't organized a date yet. So Arjun fed in the transcript of that real text conversation into the AI chatbots. And I guess with, with these conversations, you match with people, but you still got to keep the conversation hot. And maybe AI can help. Exactly. That, that, was, that was the thinking. And actually, the, the, the Google engineers who helped me do this were also single. So we all had an interest uh, in this. <laughs> that is brave. I would not want a chatbot knowing my business. So the transcript they fed in was, you know, him talking to her about spicy margaritas. She was talking about cocktail bars. He then invites her to a jazz bar. And she says that it sounds good, but she's doing a dry February. She's not drinking. Oh. The conversation is uh, withering on the vine here. We're going to have some some assistant help. I mean, how are you feeling? <laughs> no, it, 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 it's a bit funny because this is one where, you know, uh, it, there's like some interest, but you're not quite sure what to say next. And so, you know, maybe that's where you got to turn to someone for advice. Do you want to know what Google said to say, Waylon, in all its multi-billion dollar state-of-the-art AI research wisdom? Did it recommend a place with great mocktails? That's the logical answer. But no, it, it said, quote, that's too bad. Maybe next time then. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is no good. That's no good. Yeah, I was like, man, this is, I mean, uh, not useful, right? So, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, clearly it, it, it didn't get the memo. I mean, Bard needs to get more game is my humble opinion. <laughs> <laughs> it's one 
one of these things that's like, who knows what information this AI has ingested, right? Maybe we asked it to keep the conversation going, but in actual fact, maybe it has more wisdom and knows, no, this, this is conversation's going to go nowhere. At least not in February. It's like, try again in, in March. Hey, funny you say that because ChatGPT's advice was, well, maybe we we'll go for a jazz night in March instead. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. So um, you and ChatGPT are on the same plane. <laughs> wow. I'm thinking ChatGPT seems a little bit better in this respect and, you know, Arjun agreed. You know, overall, I would say that ChatGPT probably has a slight edge. But, um, you know, Google's Bard actually doesn't even use their best model. They have another model oh. called Palm in the back end that they haven't actually released yet. And this one might have better mocktail recommendations. Oh, I, I hope so. This episode was produced by Audrey Dilling. It was engineered by Catherine Silver. Sierra Juarez is our fact checker. Viet Le is our senior producer. And Kate Kincannon edits the show. The Indicator is a production of NPR. I mean, what happened, may I ask? Oh, of course, yeah. Um, so I, I did, we did end up uh, going out. We just didn't get drinks. There's no second date. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's, it's, a, it's a work in progress, but I appreciate you asking. This message comes from NPR sponsor Charles Schwab with its original podcast on investing. Each week, hosts Lizanne Saunders, Schwab's chief investment strategist, and Kathy Jones, Schwab's chief fixed income strategist, along with their guests, analyze economic developments and bring context to conversations around stocks, fixed income, the economy, and more. Download the latest episode and subscribe at schwab.com slash oninvesting or wherever you get your podcasts. Support for NPR and the following message come from Rosetta Stone, the perfect app to achieve your language learning goals no matter how busy your schedule gets. It's designed to maximize study time with immersive 10-minute lessons and audio practice for your commute. Plus, tailor your learning plan for specific objectives like travel. Get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off and unlimited access to 25 language courses. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. This is my voice. I can tell you a lot about me, and I'm not changing it for anyone. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of NPR episodes centered on Black experiences. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.